Hi guys, this is Nithya. This is going to be episode two of the List Pod. I'm recording this today. Uh, today is Friday instead of tomorrow night and publishing on a Sunday um, because this is uh, a holiday weekend and I'm going to be out of town with my family. So I, I wanted to go ahead and get this in today. So this was uh, quite a doozy of a week <laughs> over on the List community, uh, no longer the List app, I keep calling it that. Um, we had uh, quite a bit of activity uh, in the community, um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, th- my favorite list that came out of this week was one that I personally really, really needed. It was written by Irvin Lin, um, whose handle is at Eat the Love, and it's called 50 Fast and or Easy Weeknight Meals. And oh my gosh, um, I need this. I've been learning how to cook. I think I've talked about it a little bit on list uh, that I need to do that at some point, some point soon. Um, and he goes through a lot of really great dishes and he's found like really uh, wonderful pictures for each dish that make you hungry. I'm not even, like I don't even eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. Um, so I don't know how any of this would taste. Well, not any of it. There's some vegetarian dishes, but all of it looks delicious. And it looks like a lot of this can be substituted with uh, tofu or whatever vegetarians do. Um, Roasted red pepper pasta was one of my favorites. Quick mushroom beef stroganoff skillet supper. Looks delicious. Don't think I can have it. Um, Various stir fries. Uh, A Mexican burrito bowl, which I think I can have with a cashew chipotle cream sauce. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm very excited. I have this saved and I'm, I've been looking into it. So thank you so much for that, Irvin. Um, <laughs> Dennis Flynn is always just knocking it out of the park with his list, but this week was especially fantastic for him. Uh, he published, I think, three lists this week. One was about um, whether or not he was being pranked or being actually attacked by a shark. Not he, of course, uh, the character in his story, but I loved it. It was uh, it was really fantastic, but that's not the one I'm going to talk about. Um, the list that I'm talking about right now is called The Thoughts of an Ice Cream Man When a Little Girl Asks What She Can Get With This Many Cents. <laughs> and um, it's just about like what uh, seems to be a crotchety old man who doesn't really want to help this little girl out because she has $2.16 and she wants um, a choco bar, which costs $2.50, not including tax. So she's like confused as hell. (laughs) He's trying to explain to her that she can get any of the basic popsicles, but cannot get an ice cream sandwich or um, the the choco taco. Uh, and she's taking up all this time and he's about to uh, close up and leave for the day and he's wasting money on the gas that uh, like as the, the van is standing there as she's confused and not knowing how to read <laughs> and uh, honestly very honestly I'm on, this, uh, I'm on the guy's side like she should not be doing this or she should have just been content with a Flintstones uh, push pop instead of wanting the freaking Choco Taco. <laughs> um, so sorry, spoiler uh, spoiler alert, but um, our main man finds the heart towards the end and he 
gives her the Choco Taco, he loses it 34 cents, not including tax, which I feel compelled to remind everyone that that's not money you get back. <laughs> she she leaves and uh, he he drives home feeling a tiny bit better, but <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I have just a lot more empathy for ice cream salesmen now. Uh, so thank you, Dennis, for that. Um, another excellent list was written by Sarah Gorman. Ah, uh, Sarah, I'm so sorry that uh, all this bad stuff happened to you yesterday while moving. My heart goes out to you, but uh, well, thank you for this other list, which is called Your Pet Peeves That Are Just Me Doing My Best. And she, she's like, I'm every single pet peeve. Um, and it's just a list of her listing uh, different activities with uh, with this caption, I'm just doing my best, I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best. Uh, so some of the items on, on this list are slow walking, smacking gum, loud breathing, interrupting people, shaking my leg under the table, I do that too. Uh, talking during movies and TV, I do that also. Reading your text but forgetting to reply. Um, Sarah, <laughs> don't do this to me. It's no worries that if you do that to me, I will like just keep texting you until you remember to reply to me. Um, standing on escalators, I do that. Wait, do people not stand on escalators? Do people climb the stairs that are already moving in the direction you wish to travel? Why? Why would you do that? Just stand. Life is hard enough without having to climb escalators. Um, constant selfies, leggings, <laughs> his pants. Uh, it's okay, Sarah. Anyone else, they would be a pet peeve, maybe, but from you, it's okay. It's all okay. Um, an important list that I read this week uh, was written by Karen, um, whose handle is Boo Razzle Blow Pop, and um, it's called Thyroid Cancer and the Healthcare System, or How the U.S. Army Failed Me Forever. Now I'm going through the VA healthcare system to get on disability 14 years later. Um, so I'm just going to read some of it. Uh, so in 2002, I gained 100 pounds in roughly 10 weeks, in less than three months, more than a pound a day. I was under U.S. Army care as an active duty soldier. I was feeling so tired, I had been in a training accident. I asked if the training accident could be related um, because she was eating less, exercising more, gaining weight so fast. It wasn't until I got out that I found out I had that I found out I had thyroid cancer. Less than a year later, at one of my first civilian doctor's appointments, I found out I had a tiny uh, ball-sized goiter in my neck. It was pressing on my thyroid and also just restricting my airflow. It was also visible at this point to the naked eye. A treatment was faster as a civilian. Um, she had her levels checked, and it turned out that sometimes they read normal. Uh, because they might have been that day. And uh, the list ends with um, her uh, progress since then and uh, her her journey with that. And, and she's beaten cancer, which is really good to hear, um, and her experience with the VA. So I, I used to work at the VA, and I can attest to this kind of thing happening. Um, I think that the VA system, uh, it's, it's good in, in theory, but the structure really needs to be reworked because 
uh, it's, it's not been very effective and our veterans deserve a lot better. So I, I really love this list. So um, earlier this week, we had some list drama regarding the performance at the BET Awards. Uh, I won't get too much into it, but it summarized nicely in Ijoma's list. It was personally frustrating and upsetting for me because I don't think my point was heard, um, but eventually I stepped out of it because it wasn't worth my time. I do think, though, that it was really good that the discussion happened, um, and for me it was uh, certainly an educational experience. And um, as generally uncomfortable and unpleasant all of it was, I think it's still one of the reasons why I like the list community so much, um, because we were able to have that kind of discussion, because people heard what we were saying, um, people were mostly res uh, respectful. and. Um, it's, it's just a great balance of all the things I seek out in social media. You know, people talk about race and cultural appropriation, but they also talk about traveling and recipes and LGBT issues and diva cups. And I really love it and need that. Um, I think that in other social media websites that I've been a part of, uh, sometimes it becomes too much of like the same dry, biting humor, the same kind of self-deprecating humor. And I, I really love that. And like, then it becomes like the same kind of memes and it all becomes one thing. And I appreciate that and I seek that out also, but I also sometimes need like just a serious list on, on something that's happening or someone being genuine about things that they're feeling. Um, that makes me feel more balanced. So uh, I really appreciate the list community for being uh, funny and sincere, thoughtful and silly, serious and respectful, all at the same time. So, appreciate you guys. Okay, um, actually, on that note, that brings me to the most important list I read this week. Y'all, this is life-changing. I was going to say game-changing, but this is bigger than that. It's written by Mary-Kate, um, whose uh, handle is Mary-Kate Carr. Uh, car with two R's if you want to go find this list, which I think you should. Uh, it's called The Hiddle Swift Conspiracy, um, and it discusses the relationship between, uh, my, I'm sorry, I, I don't even know his last name but, uh, beyond what he's been called like after he started dating Taylor Swift, Hiddleston. Okay, there we go. So this uh, British actor, Tom Hiddleston, uh, is dating Taylor Swift. Um, and she hypothesizes, uh, correctly, I would wager, that it's all because Taylor Swift is pregnant. And that makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, her list starts off with, okay, uh, Taylor's image then and now. Uh, Taylor's always been a girl next door, but in 2013 she was gaining unwanted reputation as a serial dater. In response, she spent two years carefully constructing a new image based around feminism, female friendship, and eventual monogamy with Calvin Harris. God. Uh, and then uh, the, the end of Taven, I didn't know people were calling him that, and the beginning of Hiddleswift. This is a difficult word for me to say. I have um, a little bit of a stutter and I'm struggling with this word. Okay, um, so how uh, Taylor and Tom met at the Met Gala, Gala 
um, on May 2nd, and it took a month after that for Taven to uh, fall apart and for Hiddleswift to go public. Um, and how Hiddleswift is staged because the pictures uh, of them on that beach are from her private Rhode Island residence where other uh, f like celebrity hangout sessions, I guess, have happened and uh, her privacy has never been invaded before. So she thinks that they were staged and probably a paparazzo was actually invited to take pictures of them. Um, what's so un unusual about the Hiddleswift staging? After all of Taylor's work to change her serial dating image, her normal discretion in relationships and her disdain for tabloid culture, it seems strange she would publicize her relationship in such a way. Though Hiddleston can use the publicity... Oh, that's his name. Oh, wait. We realized this earlier, sorry. Though Hiddleston can use the publicity as his star uh, is on the rise, Taylor currently has nothing to promote and seemingly nothing to gain from the publicity. Unless Taylor is pregnant, it, it would be in her best interest to change the perception from one-night stand pregnancy to whirlwind romance pregnancy, thus the highly publicized romantic photos, the meeting of the parents, etc. And she has written a Google document on this and uh, someone in the comments said that, that this document is better written than their thesis and I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I read the document and I'm completely moved and swayed by it so uh, I really recommend reading that. Uh, it's, it's on her Twitter page which is linked in that list. Um, so do that. Uh, that's gonna be it for me for this week. Uh, I hope you guys have a really good 4th of July weekend, and um, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.